Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage and I am here with my co-host Olivia. Hey everyone, it's me. So I'm back on the podcast after missing a week. Um, As you can tell, my voice is a little bit rough, but we're just going to pretend like that's not happening at the moment. Uh, Today, we are going to be talking about a pretty good topic that somebody suggested to us recently, which is plateauing during a transition. Um, Transitions are obviously like long processes that span pretty much throughout your entire life after you come out. And there are points where you feel like the hormones stop working, you stop progressing, nothing's really changing. And today we're kind of just going to talk about all of the emotions and stuff that comes along with those periods in your life. Yeah, I'm really excited genuinely to talk about this topic. We got reached out by DM on Twitter and I was just like, this is like a really good idea to talk about because I think we both have a lot of opinions and a lot of things to say. There's like a lot to definitely just like rant about or go on about. And yeah, I'm really excited to just share my feelings and my thoughts. I'm happy that Gage is back this week. I'm not doing it alone anymore. That was terrifying. Just like sitting there on like on my couch, just like filming the podcast by myself. But I'm happy that it it turned out okay, I feel like. And um, I feel like I got a lot of like good responses from it. So I'm really thankful for that. But um, before we jump into this episode, before we kind of talk about our lives and what has been going on with us, I want to give a shout out to our Patreon, um, our patrons from our, our Patreon, like our supporters who have been um, just giving a lot to us, supporting us, and genuinely it means the world to us, and we cannot say that enough. So thank you, Abigail Bowen. Thank you, Ali Ali. Thank you, Ellie Kim. Thank you, Joe Fan. Thank you, Kylie. And yeah, that's it. But yeah, we really appreciate the support, and we're constantly growing, and we just love that you guys can help us live. It really means the world. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I want to say I'm really proud of you for last week's episode. I would like have a panic attack if I had to do one of these by myself. And I probably will do one in the future. But I think the topic that you chose to talk about was so good. And I'm just really proud of you that you were able to like talk about it and do it by yourself because that was a pretty big deal. Yeah, it was a little spooky to like make it because like definitely the topic that was discussed was really personal to me. And it was something I've been like, I don't know. I've just been dealing with for a long time that I'm not really like open. I haven't been open to discuss for a while. Like I've kind of mentioned it here and there, but I haven't like really gone full in depth. And it was, it's kind of, I thought whenever I posted it, it was going to be out and like people could listen to it, but I'm not going to like engage in any like responses or comments because I don't want to have to think about it more than me saying it. And so it's funny because I was like, I, like I'll just put it on the world and no one I know will be listening to this. And then all of a sudden when I like filmed it and recorded it, like I just had a, like a bunch of friends that like are close to me, like are now all of a sudden listening to my podcast, to, to the show. And so a lot of people that like I know in real life are listening to it. And so I was like, oh man, I just literally spilled like every, like all my trauma, like on the show. And I have to see people who are listening, which I don't mind. I think it's a good and healthy thing for me to do, for me to express. And I think it, it benefited me in a, in a big way. And I'm very happy that these people in my life are watching the show, listening and supporting me. I feel like we've like ripped off a bandaid that I've been like holding on. I've been not as sincere, honest. And I think it's, it was a cool way to like 
bring people closer to my life or like me being more transparent. And I think that's a good thing. So yeah, I feel like this, that episode that I did was really, really such a cool way for me to um, let go of something that I've been holding in for a long time. Yeah. And we are like a podcast that talk about certain topics, but also at the same time, we want to build like a relationship with our listeners and like be really authentic. So I think that was just like a great way to show like we are not just going to be sitting here talking about stuff or also we want to give you guys an insight on our life and our transition and stuff like that. So it was just a really good thing overall. Yeah. Thank you. I'm happy that you know, I got the chance to do it and I hope you get the chance to do one one day too. But um, with that being said, I think we can jump into like a little bit of like what we've been doing this past week, things that have been happening with us, just something fun that have been occurring. We like to do this just to kind of give insight on who we are beyond our transition, just because we're, we're just people, but like we like to just show you our personality, I guess. So what has been going on with you your past week? Yeah. Well, obviously I sound like shit, Um, but I went back home to visit Seattle over the weekend. So I was there from Friday to Monday. And while I was there, I got infected by some of my family members. Um, It was just nice to go back, visit home, especially because I'm coming up on my surgery. My surgery is in 10 days now. So I have my surgery coming up. I'm starting a new job at the end of October as well. So the next month or so is going to be like a transitional period for me going into like a new job and like having my first major surgery. I've never had surgery before. So on top of like, oh, I'm getting FFS because I've been waiting for my whole life. I'm also like doing surgery, which I've never done before. So I'm a little nervous, but mostly excited. And hopefully I get rid of this cold because it's really kicking my ass and I sound terrible. I'm sure that cold will go away, but it's funny that like your family, you can never trust them. They'll do you dirty that way. I know. Like I went to go visit my cousin and their two kids and his wife and they got me sick. And I I texted her. I was like, I honestly feel like you betrayed me because family is not supposed to do that to each other. Like you're not supposed to inflict pain on each other. And I just feel really betrayed because here I am suffering and she's not. And I thought that was really rude of her. Wow. Fuck that. Bitch. No, I'm kidding. Honestly, Destiny, <laughs> you're listening to Fuck you. You're cut out of her life. Never but seeing you ever again. I'm really excited that you're getting your surgery soon. That's really cool. I, I would be so nervous right now. You're probably freaking out. I'm actually like, okay. Really? Like, I'm just ready to just cut me up already. Like, go. Get them scissors to my face and make me look fucking awful. It is just in time for Halloween too, where you're gonna have like you're gonna be like patched up after surgery. You'll be like mummified, and it's just gonna. It's such a, a great thing. I know. I was I was joking. I was like, I'm gonna be a mummy for Halloween because I'm probably gonna have bandages all over my face and I have to keep them on. <laughs> so it's just like the perfect costume already. It's pre-made and like authentic would- blood. So like, wow. <laughs> The real deal. You don't fuck around on Halloween. I don't fuck around. <laughs> and it's cool because, like, yeah, you're getting your surgery and also them painkillers. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <gasps> Speaking of that, I so I, I've been trying to find a new job, which I got a new job. I had to do a drug test. So I, like, 
stopped smoking weed for a little bit, even though it's legal in the state of California. Just to put that out there. But last night, like, I found out I pretty much passed my drug test. So I got so high last night. And it really helped. <laughs> I'm sick and I just knocked the fuck out. I was, like, on yeah. a different level last night. And it, it just felt nice. Oh, that's so fucking good. Yeah. I, like... Yeah, I which I'm gonna call it. I was a little worried for you for a second. You're like, I don't know if I'm gonna pass I'm gonna this. My Alexa just went off for some reason. <laughs> I know I don't like feeling like a criminal. I was like, oh my god, I'm stressing over a drug test. Blah 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 blah. And it's like, I'm not like I'm doing cocaine or like methamphetamine. I'm literally just smoking weed, which is legal in the state of California. I'm not breaking the law, so it just sucks. Yeah, but yeah, whatever. But it's good that. You got every. That's exciting. I didn't know that. Congrats. Yeah, that means you're starting the new job. What the heck? I hope so. Unless they contact me and like they're like, actually, we changed our mind because you're a pothead. So bye. <laughs> actually, fuck off. What if they call you a tranny? Oh my god. How would you feel? Like, they'll never know because I'm gonna have a new face. So that's true. That's true. Good luck. Good luck clocking her. You will never clock my tea, honey. <laughs> Snap the wig, sis. <laughs> Um, yeah, and for me, I don't think anything really has been going on. I've been working a lot. I like have been working a lot. We have an, I work at a studio um, where we film and edit. I basically film and edit professors like lectures, and it's pretty fun. Like being able to like key them out on a green screen, put them on on top of their slides. It's really fun. It's like a cool process, and I really really enjoy the job. We have like we're in like a new studio, new studio space, and I've just been there like for so like many i i don't know i'm only supposed for some reason i only work part-time but i feel like i'm there all the time and it's because i've been covering other people's hours and stuff like that i've been working longer but it just i've been i swear to god i live in that studio it's funny because i was like looking through all the assignments that we've done like and like because we have to every time we edit a video we have to post them on this website and i like scrolled down to look at all the people that have edited videos and it's literally only been me for like the past month. I think the last time someone edited something was like September 12th or something like that. And then every single one of them has been me. And each like blog post, they're like 10 videos. So like I've been just doing so much and I've been playing a lot of catch up um, because, yeah, I feel like I'm I'm kind of keeping the studio afloat. I don't know. But I've been working a lot and it feels like it. Um but I did give myself a break, and last weekend I went to the beach, um, and it was so fun. Like I just had such a. Typically, whenever we go to the beach, like my girlfriend and I will be there for like maybe an hour, two hours, because you get really hot really fast, especially Florida. Like it just heats up really fast. But we had we were out with friends, um, and they brought this giant ass tent, so we were just like underneath the tent. Um, and it was just so good because we spent like six, seven hours just out in the sun. It was like an all day thing. I got such a good tan and I'm typically scared of like going into the water because like I don't know how to swim. So if I get like dragged out into the water, I like freak out. But it was really fun. I like had a lot of fun. I brought my water shoes, not my flats, my water shoes. <laughs> um, they're kind of like flats. They slip in, they slip on, but I brought them. And, I want to teach you um, how to swim when you come here please because i don't know how yeah and i ask yeah i ask my girlfriend to teach me every time and she's just like i don't know just do it i don't know just do it and that's what she says and it's like i don't know what does that mean just like i can (laughs) just let the water take you so like if i like 
because I, I used to jump, I used to go to the pools a lot when I was younger. So I would jump off a diving board and I could like swim back to the edge. But like, I can't do that for a long period of time or I can't stay in one place or I start drowning. And I have like mad panic attacks. Like they're crazy. So like, I like, I genuinely just don't know how to swim. But I was very happy, very excited because I got such a good tan. Like you I looked really, really so good. Yeah. And it's funny because I've been wanting to just go outside more and get tanner because I've been looking at myself lately and I'm like, I genuinely, <laughs> I have a podcast where I talk like I'm a person of color and I don't look like one and Wait, it frustrates Florida me. Florida like sun or is it cloudy all the time? No, Florida, well, Gainesville's, um, they, they call it, especially during the summer, they call it Rainsville here because oh. like in Florida, it always rains during the summer, but the rain here in the last like two seconds, it's typically always sunny. I just haven't been going outside. So my, my melanin hasn't been kicking in the way that I, that it, it was when I was younger. Also, I have a conspiracy that estrogen like lightens your skin or something. Cause like, I feel like my skin's oh my so God. much like lighter than what it was before starting. Maybe it's cause I'm inside more and then that's probably what it could be. But I just have a feeling that my skin's more lighter since starting estrogen i don't know i'm just saying that estrogen is um racist and that's that's the estrogen is racist and it's manufactured by white supremacists (laughs) can you believe (laughs) that's why it makes it so crazy it all makes sense now that's really funny um but yeah so that's how my weekend went so i had had a really fun time really great friends thank you Catesby and ben for bringing uh, your equipment and letting us have a good time um yeah so it's been a really fun past week and um, i'm just working all the time so i'm sorry i'm not there's not fun stories for me to tell that was a fun story <laughs> yeah we love beach but... moments. <laughs> all right but that's the end of this part we're gonna jump right into the ads and then go right into the tea the the plateauing in a transition so yeah we'll see you after the app so now we are going to be jumping into the main topic of this episode which is plateauing during a transition um so both of us have pretty much been on hormones for over three years i'm almost at my four-year mark so are you probably in the next few months and there's definitely multiple times where i've felt like i'm not really going anywhere and I'm kind of in one of those spots right now besides the fact that I'm getting surgery in a couple weeks um but I just there's a lot to talk about so do you have like any specific examples or like time periods in your transition where you say like or let's just start with the first time that you felt like that stagnant period do you know like what period you're at in your I know exactly like what so like right after like my year mark on hormones I feel like everything stopped and like and like nothing was really changing in a way that was making me happy. And like, cause obviously hormones can definitely like only do so much to you and they do, it does feel like it works really fast. Like in the first year, a lot of things develop, your breasts develop, obviously your skin gets softer, you grow less hair. A lot of things can happen to you if you're on hormones. And I think around that year mark, I felt like the only thing that was really changing was my hair growth and it getting longer and longer and hair growth does like affect your overall, I feel like 
how you or how feminine you look. And so I felt like that was really the only thing that was changing. And even at some points, my hair, I felt like stopped growing for a little bit. It wasn't, it was just like very stagnant. So I would say from year one to year two, that whole period, I was just going through like a lot because I felt like nothing was changing. And I was really dysphoric because I was like, oh no, this, this can't be it. Like I, I need to be able to, to, you know, get more out of my transition. This is also the time I was battling with my endocrinologist that I talked about last episode. She only had, she had me on two milligrams for so long until I convinced her to get me on four. And then she tried to get me back down to two and that's not high at all. So I felt like I wasn't taking as much hormones as I needed. I was really worried and I did my blood work, my blood tests, and my levels were really bad. And I just felt like there was this whole period where I was just nothing. I was, I had gotten laser hair removal and I felt like the hair was growing back. It was just this whole time period where I was like, oh, this is getting really difficult for me. And I'm getting really overwhelmed because I'm so dysphoric. And so there's like a lot that like, it it stresses you out a lot and it stressed me out a lot. I'm not sure if you have a similar like situation as this, but yeah, it definitely was really hard from that like one to two year mark until I started basically taking six milligrams and I felt, I saw some little more changes, but it hasn't been much since like my first or my first year. Yeah. I would say the same around my first year. I started to experience the same things. Uh, I'm not like an endocrinologist, so I don't know the specific science around it. But just from like transitioning, I would assume that like as a pre-transition trans woman, like don't have any estrogen in my body. So obviously the doctors are going to want to start with a lower dose. And then like you said, the first year is filled with so many changes. Like your breasts start developing, skin starts changing, hair growth starts changing, everything is different, like emotions, all that. Um, So it's just like a lot. And you're just used to constantly changing. And every month, there's something different. And every day you wake up and find something new. And then about a year or so, that's when all of those effects start to taper off. And then you go from like this period of extreme change to like literally nothing happening. Everything is exactly the same. Your boobs aren't growing. You just feel stuck. And it's really not until you go back to see your doctor and get that additional like dose of estrogen that you really start seeing the changes again because at that point your body has started to acclimate to the amount of estrogen that's inside of you and you need more in order to progress forward which is why I like to recommend people use an endocrinologist as a resource rather than like self-medicating because it is important to go down that path just so you don't mess up stuff internally as well. Um, but yeah, I definitely felt like the same thing. And then kind of during those periods, you are questioning whether or not you even want to take your hormones anymore. You're like, you start to go down a hole like, oh, I forgot to take my hormones this morning, but it doesn't really matter because it's not like anything's changing anymore anyways. And you kind of get into a negative space where it's like, I don't really need to take my hormones anymore because nothing's happening anymore. And that's a bad place to put yourself in because like once you start skipping your hormones it starts to mess with your emotions and your hormone levels and that's not good and then like all of the internal changes that are happening start to reflect on the outside and you have mood swings and you get mad at people for no reason which is I think something we can both speak on Um, so it's just like this weird transitional period where you feel like 
the hormones aren't really working anymore. And they are, obviously. They're they're maintaining all of the levels that you've built up for the past year. But it's just not as much of a change as you're used to. And I think it's important for people to realize that that point is going to happen to you. Like it's going to happen to you at your first year and then you're going to get a dose, an extra dose. You're going to start going through changes again and then you're going to hit another plateau period. Like I feel like I've hit like four already. So it's like a constant stop and go, but it's important to always not get discouraged and just acknowledge it as a process of transitioning. And like there are going to be periods where you don't feel any changes, but that doesn't mean that you're completely done evolving in your transition. Yeah. And plateauing is can necessarily yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a great thing. But a lot of times even plateauing can come with comfortability where you're like, I'm comfortable in my gender identity now. I see myself the way that I want to see myself. I might still be dysphoric here and there about certain things, but I'm ultimately living my life and I'm more comfortable. So you kind of start to stop thinking so much about your transition constantly. I feel like a big thing whenever we're like in our first year of like taking hormones, we're constantly thinking about the changes. We're constantly focusing on all the changes because we want them to happen. But once we get more comfortable with ourselves, once we've seen all those changes, I think we start thinking less and less. So we internalize that as some sort of plateauing when it could just be us being more comfortable with ourselves. And that potentially could be like a a reason or like a feeling of why we start plateauing, I guess you can say. But yeah, it's definitely, it is crazy I 100% recommend getting your levels checked whenever the doctor tells you to, just get it done. Um, I know that I should definitely be doing it more often. I don't as much, but I felt like whenever I was taking four milligrams and I was on it for a long time, um, like you said, sometimes we'll end up forgetting some pills to to take some. Sometimes um, we just get so comfortable. We're like, oh, like we're just living our lives. We don't even think about it. And then before you know it, it can catch up to, to us. And I remember taking um, my levels right when I saw my new endocrinologist. He took my levels and he was like, yeah, like your, your, your levels aren't the best. And so we need to make sure to get your estrogen higher. So that's why I'm currently on six milligrams. And I was at, when I was at four, I felt like, um, and this could be a lot to do with how um, hormones affect us, especially if you're like getting like mixed like estrogen and um, estrogen or estrogen and testosterone. I mean, if you get like mixed, um, like you said, you might even start feeling like mood swings. You might even be affected by a lot of just different emotions. And I felt like I was feeling that way for a long time. My mental health was definitely at a pivotal low whenever I was taking four milligrams. And once I was boosted up to six, and I think my levels started clear or getting more adjusted or getting more level to the place I wanted them to be, I started being more happy and my my mood started just calming down a lot. And so I definitely recommend sticking, making sure that you can be comfortable in your transition and everything like that, but making sure that you're constantly aware that you have pills to take and you need to take them. But yeah, it can definitely be tough getting stuck because then you're like, what's next? Like, what do I do need to do next in order to like feel like I've completed something in my goal or my journey of femininity? Like what can come next? And for a lot of people, surgeries come next, right? Like a lot of times we look and seek out surgeries to feel 
um, to help us out with our, our dysphoria, to help us out and to help us be more comfortable. Like Gage is going in for some for FFS. And I'm trying to schedule bottom surgery. I don't know. I'm looking into it. I had like a panic attack last night because I got really dysphoric. And I'm like, I really need to do something because I do feel like I'm stuck right now. So it's definitely one of those things that can affect you in a multitude of ways. But it really just, it's going to be like that, I guess. Did you ever, like when you were plateauing, did you ever find yourself comparing yourself to other trans people like a significantly more because you're like okay I've been on hormones for a year two years and this is where I am but this bitch over here has been on it for nine months and her boobs are like 10 times bigger than mine and looks way better than me I feel like during those plateaus you start to question your own appearance just because like you're finally starting to see the point where your hormones are starting to taper off and like Pretty much what you see at this point is all the changes that you're going to get in the future, besides some minor changes that might happen if you get an increase in estrogen. Um, But it starts to like put into perspective what the hormones will do to your body and hormones affect literally every single person differently. So there's no exact answer to how big your boobs are going to be or how much your face is going to change. Some people's faces change significantly and some people's faces don't change that much. And it's it's somewhat due to time, but it's also just due to how estrogen works in your body. And I think it's important to understand that because, like I said, just comparing yourself to other people is a natural thing. And that's something that we pretty much all do. But you can't look at somebody and like hope that, I mean, you can hope that one day you will see changes similar to them, but the way that hormones will work for you is completely different than they'll work for somebody else. And I think that's important to also realize, especially when you are in those like down stages where you're like, I just feel like nothing's happening anymore. Yeah. I also think it's important to acknowledge um, how much hormones can actually affect you or change you because there's there's a limit of what it what it can do like it's not gonna be the solver for everything it might be for some people but like surgery comes into play for a lot of people so whenever you're comparing yourself to, with others just try and understand that this potentially could be because of surgeries they've gotten or this or that and there might be in a space where they're more privileged in the fact that they have more of like a financial, stability in order to get those surgeries. So a lot of times uh, these elements might be out of your control. Anytime you feel that way or anytime you compare yourself with someone, you're just setting yourself up for pain or to be hurt. Because I definitely, I'll look at Kim Petros and I'm like, what the fuck? Like she is the reason for my dysphoria. (laughs) I'll look at like Hunter Schaefer and I'm like, what the fuck? Like she's the reason for my dysphoria. So like, it's just a bunch of things. Like you have to understand um, people come from different like experiences or different backgrounds, or they might have started their transition a lot younger, so they were able to develop or go through changes differently than I did when you know starting hormones after puberty. And so, yeah, it's just there's a lot of variants that play into it, a lot of maybe surgeries, a lot of money that plays into it. So I feel like comparing yourself, you're just going to set yourself up to hurt yourself. And yeah, that I definitely do that a lot though. I'll definitely look at other people who have transitioned, like, um, you know, just be like, why, why can I 
you know, do this or look like this, especially when I, when I feel like I've hit those plateaus and I'm like, nothing's changing anymore. Like why? And so, yeah, it just, it can, it can be a hard and it can just be a lot of pain on ourselves when it doesn't necessarily have to be. Yeah. And it is important, like you said, to acknowledge the surgery aspect. I feel there are people that are open about the surgeries that they get, but there are a lot of people that are not. And that that's fine. Like if somebody gets a surgery, it's their business if they want to share it with the world or not. But there are a lot of people who do have surgical modifications and don't say anything. And it kind of creates a toss a toxic environment for us because we're like, why does she look like that? Like I've been on hormones for a year too. Like I don't look anything like her. You never know like what other people are doing with surgery. And like I said, that's perfectly fine. It's whatever they want to do. But you just have to acknowledge that 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 is a big part of transitioning. Like people pursue surgeries, whether it's on their face or their body or anywhere else. Like that's something that you have to take into account. And Like you shouldn't go around like to every attractive person you see and be like, oh, she's probably just got surgery. That's why she's so pretty. But like just remember that you might be comparing yourself to somebody who's been on one, been on hormones for three years longer than you and two, has already had all the gender affirming surgeries that they want in order to comfortably live their life. Yeah. And it is just a a tough thing that, you know, I think trans people 100 like experience so often when transitioning. And I think it's a normal occurrence and it's nothing to be ashamed or afraid of, of with plateauing. It sounds like a scary thing. Like, oh no, like I'm plateauing, but plateauing comes from growth, right? Where you see an like extreme amount of changes. So changes are going to be happening to you. It's just going to be moments in your life where um, things are just, just going to feel like nothing is progressing. But that's not necessarily a bad thing because things have changed or things might be changing. You might just not be noticing those changes. So I definitely think it's something that um, is not a, to be afraid of. It's just a given thing that happens in life. Even with your emotions, sometimes you'll go through happy periods or periods where you feel like you're plateauing, you're not too happy, you're not too sad. And it's just like life works that way. And there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. I definitely recommend seeing an endocrinologist if, um, yeah, you get the opportunity to, um, just so you can make sure your levels are okay and like you're progressing in the best way possible. A lot of times, especially with endocrinology appointments, you might go there or you might see them every once every six months, or you might go in and they're just gonna be like, oh, cool. Everything's fine. We'll keep everything the same then. And it might just be like that, but I don't know. I think there's comfortability with like trying to like learn that, okay, like I've experienced so many changes. I need to love that now rather than try and be someone or looked on to other people who might be, you know, you think might be better than you or might be um, luckier than you. I think that's just a toxic thing to do. So I think we need to start trying more to appreciate the growth that we have done, even if we do feel like we're plateauing. I think it's important for us to acknowledge our growth. So, yeah. Yeah. And like, you might not be changing a lot now, but something I did all the time, and there are some people might feel a little bit uncomfortable doing this, but I would look back at like older pictures and like acknowledge how far I've come from my transition. Like a couple of weeks ago, I was, I kind of hit a plateau as well. And I was just like looking back, even one year into my transition, 
two years into my transition, I look and feel so much different than I did at those points in my life, even though those points I had already been on hormones for a year or so. Um, So it's good to just, like you said, reflect on the growth that you have done, realize that, okay, I'm not really changing a lot right now. But if I look back at day one, as compared to now, I look like so much better in most cases was what most people would think. I look so much better. I look so much happier. I look more like the person that I actually want to be. So just like putting into perspective your whole journey instead of just focusing on the fact that you haven't experienced any changes over a month. Like look back at all of the years and all of the previous months that you've been on hormones and all the changes that have led you to the point that you're at right now. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to just sum up everything and to um, end the episode, which is that message because things are, things are a journey and life is that way where um, you'll go through these series of ups and downs, but I think in, in the end, you know, there's, there's a positive out of it and we are growing, we are changing. And um, even if there's plateaus, I think it's just a normal occurrence that happens in life and it's best to discuss it with a doctor if you're feeling that way, a therapist if you're feeling that way, and trying to find ways to make you feel more comfortable with yourself. Maybe you look in, in, into surgery. Maybe um, you look into different things that might help feminize you, whether it be clothing, whether it be like maybe exercising or something that will potentially you know help you in the long run. And that's something that I've definitely been doing if I'm uncomfortable with myself, if I'm uncomfortable with my body, I know that I was like, okay, I'll start exercising and maybe it'll make me feel, um, it'll change things in a different way that I feel like I am in control of and, and it would help me. And so those are the kind of things that I do in order to like help me that way. But this episode does have to be cut a little bit shorter today just because we're both in a rush this morning. And I hope you guys can understand that. But I think that sums up the the whole topic pretty nicely, right? Would you agree? I agree. And I just, I want people to be prepared because even if you are early in your transition or you haven't started yet, like this is going to happen to you. I'm like, I'm guaranteeing you, you will hit one of these periods. And I think it's just going to better prepare you knowing that it's coming and just, I want, we want to be able to equip you with some tools in order to deal with this period because I feel like when we did it we didn't really know what to do and we didn't have like it was a different time a couple years ago and there's a lot more access to different resources so at the end of the day it's just a way to help people who may come across this experience sooner or later yeah and I think that's a good way to just sum it up you know we've never heard anyone talk about this topic before And I think it's something that occurs, like you said, in every transition. So we're happy that we were able to just bring it up a little bit. Be prepared and just understand that it's a normal thing that happens. So don't be afraid of it either. Exactly. So with that, yeah, being said, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters once again. If you want to be a Patreon, just go over to girlish or patreon.com slash girlish podcast. You can also follow us on our Instagram at, um, at girlish podcast on Instagram. So yeah, support us there. Thank you so much for listening. We genuinely appreciate you all so fucking much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and I just want to say a special thank you to everyone listening to this episode because you dealt with my horrible raggedy voice. And I promise next week, hopefully, it'll be a little bit better. So 
I'll be back to my beautiful, silky voice as normal. <laughs> All right. Well, then with that being said, I'll see you guys in the next one. Uh, <laughs> uh, we love you. And yeah. Bye. bye.